Hey, Google, play In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. All right, playing the latest episode of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they anything, get them tigers to screech and I beat them Checkered flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the marbles we're in the marbles uh, We're in the marbles We're in the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. My name is Soda, you can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter. I am Ethan, and you can find me on Twitter at Viva La Ethan. I say that so much faster than you do. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> This is episode 16. Uh, give me a driver. Who's got number 16 on you? For me, it would be 2005, Greg Biffle. Greg number, Biffle is the main guy that pops in yeah, my head, too. Number five, that red and silver, what, National Guard, was it? Pretty sure it was. In my head, it's 3M. Oh, yeah, that, that's a pretty solid one, too. And uh, Granger, I think, was another big sponsor, yeah. him, wasn't it? I don't know if it was in Cup as much as... Xfinity, yeah, but it, it was definitely a cup, but it, it was more of an Xfinity uh, sponsor for sure. But what about you? Ted Musgrave. Oh, good one. When, when I was a kid, uh, and let me tell you, it was 1994 when he jumped in that car because before that it was the other, the other Roush car was a 16. Yeah, it was a Wally Dollenback and the oh, Keystone yeah. light car. Wow. And he was always really good at places like Watkins Glen, but right. he would stink it up everywhere else. But Ted Musgrave jumped in that car in 94, and that car is an underrated, the, the Prime Star Family Channel car from 1994. That car is underrated on how beautiful it is because there wasn't any, another car out there like that. Like it was all red, white, and blue. It had like this, this shimmering blue on the front of it with the red and white stripes going down the back of it with stars. Absolutely beautiful car, and I couldn't wait till I found the 164 scale diecast to it, and I did. I found it at my local grocery store one day, and I opened it up, and it was like, I don't know, something about it. It was like a brand new technology as far as painting these cars, because at that point, ex with the exception maybe one or two, any any particular uh, paint job you had on that was special, it was just a sticker they put down the side of it. Oh, really? But this car... I think really starting in 94, they really started doing this. This car, by, made by Racing Champions, was actually painted. And the decals, I believe, were actually printed on the car. And that was that was something they didn't do back then. Back then, they were just a sticker. Every car had the same little four or five little decals that they stuck right there behind the wheel. I want to say 94, this car had... I could be wrong. It could be a 95 thing. But I want to say it was really close to that time where they started printing everything and not putting stickers all over it. And it was beautiful. Uh, just something about that little 164 scale car. Just it felt like it was ushering in a new era, right? Of uh, the collectible diecast, and it just it launched from there. It just kind of kicked it off. It was also the last year that those diecasts had blacked out windows. Maybe not. Maybe '95 was, but the the body was actually still low in '94. Like it covered yeah. the wheels really well, and they didn't sit high. I think '95 they started sitting high. Yeah, super high. So it made it really weird to play with them when you had the old ones still. Like, I'm not going to buy a new number three Dale Earnhardt. I have a right. number three. <laughs> right. He didn't change the scheme, you know. But anyway, unless you had to have the Monte Carlo. That was the only reason why you would do that. But yeah, Ted Musgrave, roundabout way of saying that, that was that's the guy that I think of whenever I think number 16. Well, great callback. Awesome. So I'm going to start off the show real quick with something that we left out of last week that I feel like we should discuss. Uh-oh. There's a rumor because of leaked documentation that the 2023 clash will have some sort of an electric 
car prototype. Ooh. All electric. The the rumor is that there'll be some companion races throughout the year next year or two. Like 12 cars, all electric, no live pit stops, no charging, no changing batteries. Kind of like testing the waters, so to right. speak, you know? Yeah. Proto prototype cars. And I believe that the Clash in 2023 will be the debut of this. Hmm. The idea of it, because I'm going off a bunch of different sources here. Some of it actually comes from uh, Dale Jr.'s podcast, too. Some of this is what I'm saying right now. Yeah. I think the idea of it, based on some of the several things I've heard, is that the trucks are good. The trucks sell trucks. You know, manufacturers like the trucks because of trucks. Yeah. They sell themselves. Yeah, yeah. The Cup Series is good, but NASCAR does want to go into a hybrid mode with them eventually. I think we all know that. Right. Uh, which is what it is. But they like the identity of the Cup Series because that's the main one that they sell the stands from. Yeah. The... Xfinity series is probably where this is going to go. And it should. Yeah. It's probably going to completely separate itself as far as an identity. Mm -hmm. And eventually the, the Xfinity series is going to be where the all electric vehicles will go. So it'll be an all, or they'll make a completely new series because there was even talk that manufacturers have the ultimate say in the bodies. They could they could either run sedans, cars, or they could run SUV bodies. Yes, you know, so imagine that an electric SUV series in Man. the NASCAR. Uh, That's wild, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But it, it could be a reality way sooner than what we think. I don't think you'll see anytime soon. Oh, especially Lord, not all not. electric. I don't think you'll see five hundred mile races. No. I mean, dang. I, I saw a thing where a truck right now was, I saw a little, little post where this truck, this electric truck, all electric truck was towing a car across the country or from like, mm -hmm. like maybe six, 700 miles, something like that. Yeah. Every 100 miles he had to stop for 30 minutes to charge. Oh, can you imagine? Oh my gosh. If it's just 30 minutes, I don't even know. I think it's 30 minutes. Like a fast charge is 30 minutes, but I know a trickle charge gets more charged up. But that's like an overnight thing. I, it seems like it's it's so much more trouble than it's worth than just a passenger car right now. Yeah. You know how much it costs to change a battery in one of these things? No. Like <laughs> 14 grand. Oh, gosh. If your battery goes out, you're going to have to pay more than what you pay for the car. Or the <gasps> car's worth at one point. Just to change. Mm, I don't want nothing to do with it right now. They, yeah. they need to get that technology right. And they need to get it a lot less expensive. For me to right. jump in on that. Otherwise, I'm going to be driving my Charger, Durango, whatever. I'm going to be driving all that that stuff. And if they quit making all this, I'll go back to the old stuff. You know. But what are your thoughts on the possibility of seeing electric vehicle races in NASCAR as early as next year? Uh, so I'm I'm here for it. Um, I love NASCAR. I love the sport. I don't. You know, it doesn't matter to me if it's all electric or if it's you know how it is now uh, i'd prefer to leave it the way it is it's something a little bit more americana about it um but i would still support it if if this is something that they want to take over nascar with let's let's get it figured out and like working through the bugs before we introduce it and i think starting in the xfinity series is perfect so up to this point if this is the direction of the sport then obviously I'm not going to be one of those people that's going to jump off the NASCAR bandwagon just no. because it's going to a, you know, an electric engine. Uh, I'll, you know, I'm going to still support it. Uh, and I mean, if this is the way that the, you know, the world is, is moving, well then let's, let's keep up with the times and let's not fall behind. I'm all for it. I'm super excited uh, to see what, how this changes things moving forward. I'm willing to bet that they're going to make a brand new series for this. Mm, yeah. Instead I of like, I can see some stuff being implemented from this into Xfinity and the cup. Sure. But I feel like a hybrid SUV series or a crossover kind of series. I feel like that's a reality. I, I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. I wouldn't be against it either. Honestly, it, um, it would just be something else to watch as long right. as you don't, I mean, it ain't like they're going to be running, expeditions or explorers or whatever is i don't even know what's out tahoe's i don't even know what's out there oh, SUVs. Gosh. 
It ain't like they're going to be running that in the Cup Series. Right. The Cup Series is a Cup oh. Series. If they yeah. go hybrid, they go hybrid, whatever. They're still using uh, fuel. Yeah. Uh, do you think that an all-electric series in NASCAR will be like these Teslas that um, they uh, – imagine Tesla and NASCAR, <laughs> for one. Yeah. Um, do you think I've, they'll be like these Tesla cars where they, uh, since they don't make any noise, they, they artificially put in the sound of an engine. So yeah. you'll feel like you're driving. <laughs> yeah. No joke. You're almost going to have to, right? Um, wow. It would just looking at it on paper, you know, like we, so that you and I joke about it, how like, you know, I'm a hillbilly, but you're a redneck type thing. Um, Man, when you sat down and think, you know, NASCAR, you think of burning rubber and tire screeching and the smell of the gasoline and stuff. Uh, you you kind of, you know, rednecks and, and, you know, hillbillies, all that stuff. Man, the rednecks, the hillbillies, I don't feel like would be the, you know, the people to take, you know, this hard Americana style of a sport and turn it to electric. You know, where like you think of like a, someone driving an electric car, their you know their fingernails are painted, their hair is done, you know, like <laughs> wearing their best dress, you know, for the day. You know, it's just I, I think NASCAR is definitely going to have an uphill battle. But if the, I think that if they do it right, I mean, it could be a, a huge su- you know success. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think I just figured out a direction that they could go that would really draw a lot of fans in. Powder puff. You, you know, people don't know what powder puff is. You, oh. <laughs> you said something so obscure that you, the normal racing fan does not know what a powder puff is. Man. My wife finished so- third in a powder puff race once, by the way. Really? Yeah, she did. She was so mad because the, the person... There was one lady. Okay, powder puff race is typically the girlfriends, wives, sisters, whatever, uh, girls that are related to the drivers. Yeah, that don't race, they'll drive their cars in a special race at the end of the night. Yeah, that's what a powder puff race is. Uh, sexist name, absolutely. That's not the point. My wife drove one of these once, and. We, I tried to prep her the whole time, and she was so scared. She's so scared to drive this thing, right? Because you've never done it before, and now right. you're in a competitive race. And the flagman knew that my wife knew the rules, and some of these girls don't know the rules. And it's right. hilarious to see them jumping starts and driving five miles an hour on the apron instead of driving me racing. Some of these girls don't know the rules, and she knew all the rules. So the flagman was like, "Okay, you're starting on the pole because you know the rules." I'm like, she's like. I'm what? <laughs> oh, I'm awesome. starting first because I know rules. I'm scared to death. You know? <laughs> but she got out there and one girl just took off and, and just cause she had done it before. She, it was a cheat. She cheated. She wasn't oh, supposed yeah. to be racing like that, but she had done it before. So she knew how to race, you know, instead of just going faster on a racetrack and figuring it out as you're going, she actually knew what to do. So she took off and she won by like a quarter of a lap or half a lap or something. But my wife was running in uh, second for a while and third at one point. So she was back and forth between, you know, this other girl and they were completely as far away from each other as they could be in the corners. My wife was right up against the wall and the other girl was right on the bottom. There is so funny how far away they were keeping from each other. Yeah. But they weren't pushing it. They were just trying not to wreck because they're on dirt. Right. You know, right. And front wheel drive cars at that. So, at one point, the girl underneath my wife gets loose and then corrects it because she doesn't know any better, comes right up the track and hits my wife into the uh, left front wheel oh. and flattens the tire. So she takes, she actually is mad now because she got right. hit. And you drive better when you're mad. It just is how it is. I did. I always drove better when I was angry at something. My wife did the same thing, but because she had a flat tire, somebody did come up and pass them both. So she wound up finishing third, but she finished third on a flat left front. And she was so mad when she got out of that car. And I was so proud of her. I was uh, so happy for awesome. her, but she was mad. She took a, they, they all took pictures on the front straight away. And she was so ticked in her picture. 
But That's awesome. I was so proud of it. It's like, man, you finished third on a flat tire. There was like 10 of you out here. That's awesome, you know? Yeah. But anyway, what a tangent, powder puff. No, <laughs> this was my original idea before you threw powder puff out there. What has been a big, uh, to, well, to me, what's a big drawback you think from doing something like an indoor dome style race with NASCAR? What do you think? Like, what are, what are drawbacks said, to it? What are drawbacks to doing a big indoor dome race? The I noise mean, for one, the ventilation, the ventilation, all these gasoline powered cars, the amazing noise it would make. Right. It just doesn't seem like it's, that smart of a thing to do yeah. with NASCAR. No. Right. It could happen with electric though. Yeah. There's no noise. Absolutely. There's no noise and there's no, there's no need for the ventilation. It's just they're electric cars. You know, I mean, it'd Whoa. be like, it'd be like watching, watching remote control cars, you know, indoors yeah. or something like that. You know I mean? That's, that's all it is. There's no, there's no fumes. There's no emissions. So half the dang races could be in a dome. It could be a right. short track series in a dome that doesn't need live pit stops or 500 mile races. That's crazy. Isn't that like the perfect setup for that? That would be perfect. I think I, that would be. I figured it out. They should hire me. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get it trending on Twitter. Come to New Orleans Superdome or the Caesar, the little Caesar Dome. Is it Caesar Dome? I don't know what it's called now. Yeah. Come to that. I'd, I'd love to go watch an electric NASCAR race one night, Friday night or Saturday night in a dome. Yeah. How fun. That would be awesome. So this episode, uh, we're not going to be doing any indie road course recap. We're not going to be going doing any picks for Michigan or anything like that. We're going to wait and do the picks for Michigan uh, closer to race time when that actually happens before this uh, weekend. Before the race starts, we'll, we'll say our picks for Michigan because that's the next race coming up. You just have to be patient. Yeah, patience. Um, if... I'm sure a lot of stuff happened at that Indy road course race, and we will talk about it. Oh, yeah. Next next chance we're all together. But this week, we're going to do a few questions. Uh, right now, we are three questions behind from Tales from the Estate, and we're going to knock those out. Awesome. So, first question from Caitlin. Would you like to see more women in racing? Why or why not? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Spot on. 100%. The more diverse... You know, the the more diverse what yeah, am I trying to say? The more diverse the field, the more entertaining it's gonna be, right? Yeah. yeah. More interesting. I think, yeah, I was trying to think of like diversity, but <laughs> I it just wasn't plugging in. Anyways, but yeah. Um women, I absolutely love that. You know, we have uh Angela Ruck and uh what's Natalie Decker, Haley Deegan. I think that's I think that's all we have. Jennifer Joe Cobb. Mm-hmm. Like those are that's really exciting. Yes, I want more women, and you know, bring them all. Let's go, let's go racing. I just I wish that more of them got the. Uh, I don't know if it's the opportunity or it's just like yeah. the right ones haven't come along yet. I think they're on the way if they haven't yes. come along yet because I really feel like I feel like Haley Haley Digging can get there. She's got so much backing and she's so young and she's got yeah. so little experience right now to be doing what she's doing. If they give her time and really mold her into something they, they want from that, I think she could really do it. And you know, uh, one of her best attributes is that she kind of accidentally not on purposely had lunch with me at Chipotle <laughs> last May. Um, <laughs> and I met her before that. And like every time I meet Haley, She's super, uh, super into the fans, you know, trying to to make their experience even better. I love Haley Deegan. I really, really hope that she uh, does find herself in the Cup Series battling for wins one day. See, I'm trying to think. I don't see anybody else with a realistic shot to get up in the Cup anytime soon, though. That's the sad part about it. I do wish because I've me race racing in the past. I have raced against plenty of women. And I don't know what it is. I mean, even on like a local level, in my class, in the it was called the Stinger class. It was a front-wheel drive, four-cylinder, completely stock class. There were more women-to-men ratio than any other class. Right. 
typically the lower divisions, you tend to see more women in them because it's a cheaper way to get in. And the men are the idiots that want to spend $35,000 on a car that'll win $600. You know what I mean? That's, women are that's Steiner math, yeah. baby. Women are smarter than that. <laughs> they make other people pay for that. Yeah. The guys just put all their money into it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, with the, the class I was in, the most expensive car I bought was twenty five hundred dollars. And when we won, you would win one fifty to two hundred, and big racers would pay five or six hundred if you won. So, right. And you didn't have a tire bill because it was on dirt. The only thing you had to buy really was gas and oil occasionally. So it isn't like you, there was a whole lot of maintenance to do on it. There wasn't any setup to do on it except for tire pressures pretty much. Mm. Right. So it, I, it's like the easier, cheaper classes to get into tend to have more women on the local levels. Right. And I only remember a woman winning in my class one time. And it's actually... One of the girls that uh, she was, uh, I believe she was married to the guy that I bought the car from, the $2,500 car. And she wound up winning. And that was a big deal because not that many women wanted that track. I don't think, I think she might be the only one. I think she was the first one anyway to want nice. at that track because that track was only like, like four or five years old. So I think she was actually the very first woman to win at that track. It's weird that you don't see more. Right. And I don't know why you don't see more. I hate to think that it's just, it's like the old cliche that women can't drive. I, I don't want to put that right. out there. That's not, the, that's not a thing. Well, I mean, not, don't say it's not a thing. Well, I mean, maybe, they, maybe they, I think they can drive. They just, maybe they can't race. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we, is it, is yeah, it a, we, is a female male aggressive switch in the back when it comes to driving? I don't know. I don't, you know, that's the, it's funny because I don't know, maybe there's some sort of scientific fact that it takes the exact same amount of energy for women to turn the steering wheel, you know, at a 45 degree angle as men, we can wreck each other at the same rate of speed and stuff, you know, in, in racing. So, um, no, I, you know, my, my final thing on that is whether, you know, does, doesn't depend on race, gender, you know, sexual orientation, it doesn't matter. If you want to come in here into our sport and you want to win, hey, let's let's go race it. You know, that's, I don't know. I wonder if, and I'm a completely serious thing, and it's not in any derogatory way at all when it comes to women versus men or vice versa or whatever. I wonder if men are just overly reckless and that makes like more men better at racing stock car racing in particular like you know nascar style right because i feel like most women that i know they're cautious might not be the right word but they're smarter about how they do things and sometimes that does not lend itself to being fast you, right. you get what i'm saying like maybe they're yeah maybe they're kind of too maybe cautious is the right word maybe they're kind of too they're cautiously smart about things they do and right. it doesn't tend to lend itself to a good racing talent because it isn't that recklessness that you really need that really overly aggressive reckless recklessness that the best drivers have. I don't know. It's weird that you don't see more. And I wonder why I'm trying to like come up with a reason because maybe, it's not as maybe. simple as women can't drive and men can. It's not that simple as I don't believe that. And I I mean, I don't now. I'm not about that either, but you know, I don't know. I think men are just like some men are just not afraid to die. So, yeah. like throwing it in, you know, super deep in turn one, it's not going to be that big of a deal. As weird as that sounds, and I feel like every woman is, you know, is going to be a little bit more cautious because they, you know. Hello, like I don't know. I don't know how to like describe it, but I don't know. I think men, men are just and women more, have like, two completely different mentalities in right. general. Just there's we're there's no getting around that. We absolutely do. Right. We can say we're all equal all we want to. We're not. We have two completely different mentalities on everything we look at. I'm right. nothing like my wife. My wife is completely different than I am. We now we can do the same things, you know, we share the same attributes and stuff like that, but the way she thinks about things is a completely different the way I think about things. 
Right. And some of that might translate into this. I have no idea. I, it's not a physical thing by no means. Women can do this. Absolutely, they can do this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And one thing I do get scared about with NASCAR, though, because of Danica Patrick, because of her, Ugh. I get scared that maybe the most talented women drivers are getting overlooked because they're not pretty. Oh, man, you, that, that, would, yeah, really that would suck. But how many ugly girls? Let's just straight, straight face it. <laughs> Look, you see a bunch of ugly guys out there. I'm going to preface that. There's a bunch of ugly NASCAR drivers, okay? There's a bunch of them that are just straight up ugly. I've always been that way. How many ugly women racers are there in NASCAR? <laughs> I love this so much. Um, Angela Ruck, I'm pretty sure, has plastic all up in her face. And, uh, Haley uh, Deegan's beautiful. And Haley Deegan is super pretty. Yeah, absolutely. Ever since Danica, you really don't see any, I mean, uh, ugly is the wrong word, normal. You don't see well, normal looking girls in racing right now. You see, like I mean, supermodel type looking girls that get out and their their, yeah. ma their makeup's all done and their hair's down their back and stuff. You, I don't know. I just I just want to preference this by saying Dana Kapadzik makes me want to vomit. Um, that's the end of that statement. So yeah, well, she was pretty <laughs> enough to where she was on GoDaddy commercials. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think she had some. You know, something else gave her that role. Than uh, her face. I'm just saying, there's a reason why she's there. <laughs> I am too. Absolutely. I I wish she wasn't. I hope that's not the case. I hope that <laughs> the better drivers are not being passed up for the less talented female drivers because they're not as good looking. Oh, absolutely. That would be pretty. They would be. Right? It would be awful because I don't care nothing <laughs> about how these girls look. I just want good drivers in NASCAR. And if there's a female yeah. that can do this as good as the men or better than the men, let's go. it doesn't matter if they're pretty or not. Put them in a dang car. And let's see what they can do. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I'm right spot on. All right. Next question from Drew. If you oh, each nice. were team owners, Ooh. who would be your group of drivers? All time. So all of NASCAR if you want. And you can pick your sponsors. Ooh. Let's do three. Okay. Oh, team of three. A team of three. Team of three. How about team of four? <laughs> truck Xfinity Cup and sponsors, right off the top of our heads. Uh, I can't do truck and Xfinity. Let's just do Cup. <laughs> you do truck Xfinity. Here. I'm gonna do Cup. Okay, I'll do. <laughs> all right. You you think of your list because I've been okay. Now this is off the top of my head. Um, if I had a four truck operation. For Ethan Chambers Motorsports, it would be Ron Hornaday. His sponsor would be Chipotle. Let's get uh, Todd Bonite. No, yeah, no, Todd Bonine. His sponsor would be I don't know Alex Bowman's Pet Charity. I get Ross Chastain, and the sponsor would be his family watermelon business or whatever. Um, John Hunter Dimachek, and I would have his sponsor. Let's go just Mobile One. Of course, that would be a Toyota team. Um, Xfinity. Ooh. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, again, all Toyotas. Uh, I would do Chase Briscoe with Mobile One. Chris uh, Christopher Bell with DeWalt. Tyler Reddick with Toyota um, like as the sponsor. And then I would get Dale Jr., and his sponsor would be uh, Wrangler. I think that would be pretty mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Who would your uh, cup team be? Hmm. I'm only going to pick uh, – I'll pick four. I'll pick four. What the okay. heck? And I think I'm going to buy some numbers. I'm going to go 51, 52, 53, and 54, my numbers. Oh. Because I want a 53 Oh. There. So I'm going to have to buy somebody's okay. numbers, you know. But sure. let's see. 53 would be me. Um. Oh, oh! You're just gonna throw yourself in I'm, there. I own the Cup team, dude. Oh yes, my gosh! I am I, driving. I I have always wanted to drive at Talladega. I am driving wow. the uh, 53 car. I did not even think about yes. that. That's a great idea. Okay, awesome. And what's your sponsor? Hmm, what is my sponsor? 
You know, it'd be a fun Maybe. car to have a fun sponsor in a different colors just about every week. In the marbles pod. That'd with... be a contingency. Um, okay. It'd be on there. It'd be on all four cars. I think bang energy would be like a really good sponsor. Yeah, that would be really cool. Because okay. it was, so yeah, that would be the 53 bang energy, okay. the big B logo on the hood, bang written down the side of it with, it could be a different color every week. It, it'd be primarily white, right? Like the car would be primarily yeah, white, but it would be like one week could be have some purple on it. One week could have like this uh, Miami Cola looking colors to it. And I don't know. It just, it'd be weird. Like every, every two or three weeks you'd have a completely different flavor represented on the car, you know, it'd be a pretty car. Let's see. 51. Yeah, I know I'm taking all of Gibbs's numbers, 51, 52 oh. or 50, 51 and 54, but no, that's not, oh well. that's not Gibbs. Well, yeah. Xfinity Gibbs has 54 though, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 51's where? Yeah. And I know 53 is a number. Uh, I don't know. If, I, Cody. I, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm buying the numbers. It don't matter. Let's see. 51. You know, I didn't give this any thought beforehand. Now I'm just kind of picking off the top of my head here. I would definitely grab Ross Chastain. Okay. And I would put him in um, one of my cars. Yeah. Because he's, yeah, he's just, like you said, solid. Right. Um, I'd put his watermelon farm on there. Yeah, that's what I did. Let's see, 52. I don't want to go all-time fantasy. I want to make this kind of realistic. Because otherwise I just went, oh, yeah, Richard Petty, and I put Davey Allison and Rusty Wallace. I mean, I want to do that. Right. Who right now would I grab? You know, I'd give an up-and-comer a shot. I'd throw Josh Berry in there. Ooh. Ugh. An up-and-comer? Yeah. The dude's like 34. Yeah, but not in cup. I mean, he's... Oh, he's, yeah. No, not yet. Okay. You know, you That's can good. run that. You can run cup and and at a pretty good age. Yeah. So, I mean, you, people have been competitive at cup in their 50s. Not Kevin Harvick, yeah. but... Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry that I was supposed to say not lately, but yeah. <clears throat> well, you got Harry Gant winning all the way up until he was retiring, and Bill Elliott winning all, all the way up until he was retiring, and Earnhardt was winning right at 50. I right. mean, you could do it. Yeah, you can do it if you got the right situation. You could do it. What was a sponsor be? I don't even know a sponsors now. What are Josh Berry's sponsors now? Like uh, Hellman's Tire Tire Pro. Tire Pro. Who's Hellman's? Yeah. Hellman's is uh, Justin Allgaier. Mayonnaise is such a weird sponsor. Oh, isn't it? Like, what are you That's, supposed to do? Like, just take the wrapper off and just, like, stick your whole hand in there and just, what? Like, ooh, that's gross. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I mean, though? You know what I'm talking about? Like, just, what are you supposed to do with mayonnaise as your sponsor? You can't drink it. You can't. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Just, like, think, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Ricky Bobby unscrewing the top of a bottle of mayonnaise and just like putting his palm in it and just like eating it. <laughs> Isn't there like a college football team or, a, or something like that that does like a mayonnaise bath? Like a Gatorade bath, but it's mayonnaise? I have no idea. Isn't there like the Duke mayonnaise bowl or something like that? I don't know. I just, I just popped myself and that was amazing. <laughs> Uh, and I, for all like clarity, I have st strep throat, so if you like hear me wheezing and stuff, and I obviously sound really bad, that I'm just super sick. <laughs> so if you guys hear me coughing, my bad. Let's see, what would his sponsor be? I think I'm gonna just stick with a drink and do a solid Coca Cola. Okay, because I like Coca Cola as a sponsor. Yeah. I've I've always liked the Coca-Cola cars. Maybe not always the drivers, but I like the cars. Right. And then I got to put somebody in the 54. Maybe I'll poach another up-and-coming driver who's already running a 54. Yeah. Maybe I'll throw Ty Gibbs in there. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I have one solid, currently winning driver. One driver's going to be winning for a long time. One driver that has a lot of potential and is pretty smart. When it comes to racing, and I personally yeah. just want to see him do good because I kind of like him. And then you have me. Yeah. Let's see. Who I, I'll just stick with Monster. We're gonna have dueling energy sure. drinks in our same team. Well, all right. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Yeah, it's probably not as thought out as it could be, but you know, yeah, still a pretty good lineup. It'll be a fun lineup. Well, who do you have for your cup team? Well, I like your idea about putting myself in the race car. <laughs> so you know how like Joe Gibbs does the fifty-four, or mm-hmm. no, not fifty-four, uh, the eighteen in Xfinity. Sometimes swap out drivers. So I'm gonna put myself in one of these cars, and I'm gonna share that ride with Ty Gibbs. Okay. Uh, Sponsor is gonna be. Let's just go like generic Toyota, or like a Toyota accessory parts like or something. TRD or something. Yeah, TRD or or even like Mobile One. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. I didn't even think about Mobile One. I, you know, I use Mobile One in absolutely every single race car I had that didn't blow up. Really? Yeah, the only ones I ever had engine problem, problems with are the ones I did not use Mobile One in. Oh wow! And interesting. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Go get mobile some mobile one, one. and uh, mobile one and Lucas. Actually, I added Lucas really? uh, stabilizer to them, and them together, I never had an engine problem. But when I didn't use one or the other, I always blew it up. Oh, shout out to mobile one. I use it on my cars right now. Definitely, <laughs> like my street cars. I do definitely. So Ty Gibbs, uh, another one would be Rusty Wallace. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. And I'm going to give him the, the Z-Line Designs sponsorship because I love that paint scheme. The black and red, oh, it's so good. I'm going to do Dale Earnhardt. Oh, you're going all time. Okay. and like you Straight, know up, straight yeah. up all time. Yeah. I'll take 2001 version of Dale Earnhardt. Whoa. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, to that, all 199 laps of them. If, uh, yeah, you know, if any. Yeah, so Dale Earnhardt sponsors one of you interstate batteries and obviously Kyle Busch in the Rowdy Energy uh, race car. That would be my team. That was an awesome. I, that was a really awesome question. I mean, well, if I go all time, it's going to be Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin probably because he's he's good for a second place finish and points. Right. Yeah, for sure. He's only done that like seven times. Oh my gosh, that's too soon. Too soon. Too soon, man. Uh, I didn't think about putting Miller as a sponsor. Oh, like the original, like Miller Genuine Drafts. Yeah, or like Coors Light. Like we like, were just that, would, that might about. be my sponsor. That might be my sponsor. Yeah. Have a black and gold number fifty three. Coors or Miller's? No. Miller. Well, you were just gushing about how Coors on Sterling Marlin. Well, I said Miller too in that same little top five. Yeah. I said them both. That's true. I'll put cores on the 51 car then. I don't care. <laughs> my, I'll have dueling fantasy. beers. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe it'll all be beer. There you go. Wanna be Budweiser? Wanna be Coors Light? Wanna be Miller? What? What? Wanna be, uh, what? What's, a, what's another good one? Natty Ice? I don't what? know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know beer. I just know what I see on NASCAR. Oh, I have a review. Ooh, okay. I have a review before yeah. we get to this last question. Um, because the last question, honestly, I'm probably gonna be like five seconds on, and you probably will too. Yeah, probably. So I went down to Florida, you know, like the devil went down to Georgia. Well, so yeah. I went down to Florida. Ooh. And on the way there, I finally got deep enough into Florida to where I found hard mountain dew. Do you which, know what hard mountain dew is? Which I do not know until you told me over Twitter. They had like four flavors, I believe. And you could buy them in a 12, 12 pack of cans, uh-huh. which are like the little uh, 12 ounce cans. Sure. Or you could buy them like out of the cooler in the tall boys, like the 24 ounce cans. Yeah. They are kind of like hard seltzers Ooh. in a way, but they taste like Mountain Dew. Like they're sugary. Like, like they taste sugary, but they're like one carb per serving. So it's got that hard seltzer kind of. 100 calorie, one carb kind of thing, like low calorie, low carbs. Yeah. So it's a healthier, it's a healthier alcohol, you know. That's what I tell my doctor every time. But they had a Baja, they had a regular, they had a watermelon, they had a Code Red. Oh, nice. And they were good. Were they? They were very good. And one can did exactly what it needed to do. Did you puke afterwards? Heck no. Oh. I don't ever drink enough to do that I, mean, I never drink that much one drink would make me do that well this is a uh you, you do taste the fact it's alcoholic 
you oh. do taste it's alcoholic, but it's not strong. And after like you know four or five sips, you're you're over it because you're drinking Mountain Dew at that point, right? So, I think my favorite of them was actually Code Red, which surprised me. I figured nice. Baja would be, but I think the Code Red was my favorite. Uh -huh. My wife didn't care for them too much, but she's really not that big of an alcoholic drink kind of person anyway. Right. Like you, when you go to Disney, you can get all the fruity alcoholic drinks you want and they all taste like punch and Dole Whip and all that kind of stuff. When it comes to just straight drinking something straight from a, a cooler, she's not, you know, you got to mix something good for her right. to like it, which I understand. Right. Yeah. These are really, really good. But the problem is I can't find them up here and I forgot to buy, I forgot to go, I forgot to go buy a gas station on the way home and get a 12 pack of them before I got here. So now I'm out. Oh, I have no more. I bought one tall can of each flavor and I'm out. Well, Dave, I know I, I'm on the Florida line, but I'm too close to Alabama, apparently, because they don't send them up here. Just to smuggle the grocery it. Store. I, they don't send them to the grocery oh. store across the line. The, I've been the there several times. Just go back and, and like buy like a hundred dollars worth and just smuggle I it. I found them four hours away. Yeah. That's a long ways to go for to Mountain Dew. <laughs> well, I mean, was it good? It wasn't driving four hours up there to get it in four hours back. Okay. Good. No. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Next time I go that way, I'll pick some up for sure, which I know for a fact it'd be two months from now. Okay. So there you go. Awesome. I know where they are. They have this gas station called the Busy Bee. It's like Busy a truck Bee. stop. Yes. It's this truck stop mega gas station kind of thing. Shout out. Busy. And it, it's a fun little store. They got a bunch of restaurants and handmade stuff in there. And it's a really good bit. It's like a, it's like a Bucky's. If you kind I think I told you to go into one of those at your Texas trip. I don't think you did, but it's a, it's like a Bucky's only smaller, but it's that same vibe where you got a lot huh. of junk going on inside. Really? And they had the 12 packs in there. So I have to, I have to be sure I get some uh, my next trip down there to the Disney yeah. Halloween party with the kids. Yeah, for sure. But that's a review. I had a review. Awesome. Woo Did you try anything new? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. I haven't. Same old stuff over here. Uh, I could go into so much stuff with <laughs> Disney. I could go into so many things I tried at Disney for the first time. I could, yeah. but I'm not. Maybe just one. They had this thing called <sighs> the Grapefruit Cake. Uh-huh. It is a like four layer cake with grapefruit drizzle icing. Ooh, it's so good. It's it's at the uh, Hollywood Brown Derby restaurant. There's only like two of them in the country. One of them's in Hollywood. One of them's in Disney World. Ooh, and it was so good, dude. You would you would imagine how a grapefruit cake would actually taste like really sweet and sour at the same time and really right. good, but it does. It was really? probably my favorite dessert that I've had the whole week. Nice. Anyway, last question. If you could personally race on any track, what would it be and why? You know my answer. Talladega. Talladega. I've said Talladega. on the show plenty of times. Yeah. I grew up watching Talladega. I grew up going to Talladega. It was my very first race I ever attended. I took track tours before um, I even attended a race. My first track tour of that place was in 1994. They rode us around the infield, even kind of halfway mentioned that there's the helicopter pad that Davey died at. When we were there. We couldn't go around the racetrack because there were Harley Davidsons out there testing. And then I got to work like some sponsor tents at the track a couple of times with errands. Nice. So that was cool. Got to meet some drivers with that. Michael Waltrip and uh, David Rudiman. And then we got to drive our streetcars around the track that's so cool which god every time they bring that back we got something going on I know. <laughs> they bring it back like the they announce it the week before it happens yeah like i drive the three and a half hours to talladega and drive my streetcar around that track right i would i want my charger out there you know real bad because last time i just had a little four-cylinder aveo right yeah but i mean that's it it's an alabama thing I mean, I grew up watching it. That's a huge track. One of my, my favorite driver of all time was really good at that track. What can I say? That's it. I'd love to do at least an ARCA race there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what about you? 
I mean, it's hard not to say Kansas, you know, for sure. Uh, I love that racetrack so much, but I think I'm going to have to go with Daytona. Mm-hmm. Just for the absolute pure history of, from that racetrack. Uh, I, yeah, it would be fantastic. Have you seen where a lot of people, a lot of different tracks are offering that drive your vehicle around the track promotion now? I have not noticed it, no. I think Daytona did it not too long ago. Good Lord. And I think Darlington did it too. Oh, man. Oh, I would do it for Darlington for sure. If they didn't do it, it's scheduled to come up real soon. Right. But I I want to say... I want to say it was just a couple weeks ago, but I sent that out to my brother because he lives out that way. I mean, yeah. it's a little click away from Darlington, but he lives that way. If he, if I live as close as he did, I'd do it. And he was like, it was like for 50 bucks uh, per car. You could drive around the track, maybe like really? three or four laps. Nice. Man, what an interesting, interesting thing that would be to drive around Darlington Motor Speedway. Man, would you go right up towards the wall? You would, I, I would if they would let me. Because I know at Talladega, they want you to stay in between certain oh, lines. Well, well oh. I mean, you got to think you're going 65, 70 miles an hour. If you go way up there at the very top of the racetrack, there's a good chance you're going to roll right back down. You know, yeah. I mean, I completely understand it. But Darlington's not that way. Not if you go fast enough. Yeah, if you go fast enough, you're good. Yeah. Then you, you have to worry about your street car getting a little light. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of that, there's... Uh, there's a track, uh, I mean, a, a ride at a at Disney World that reminds me of Talladega, and and the racetracks and stuff like that because it's called it's called Test Track. You don't go that fast. You go 65 miles an hour, which is fast on a ride, but you're in like a vehicle, so everybody's like, like, oh, you know, wh- what's the big thrill about this? You're going fast in a car. I drove faster than that to get here. Right. Yeah, but were you in a convertible? And were you on a high bank racetrack? Because right. you're on a high bank racetrack with this. Like the banking is steeper than Talladega. Like you're almost oh. you're 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 like at a seventy degree angle. It feels no, like. No, thank you. Nope. Yeah, it's like a 65, 70 degree angle on the steepest thing, and you're not slowing down during it. You're going sixty five, in like a hairpin type corner, which I think lasts for maybe about four seconds. Yeah, and it nope. plants you in that seat. Like I couldn't imagine you driving anywhere like near a hundred going around that. Right. Because the G forces alone plant you in that seat at 65. And it, it always like my wife mentions it. Like uh, I didn't expect it to plant me in the seat so much. Like, yeah, it reminds me of Talladega. That's how that felt. Yeah. Except you were going 170 and the banking wasn't as much, but you still felt it. You felt it plant you straight down. You don't feel it plant you out the side of the car straight down into the seat. Right. It's it's always interesting. It's interesting to see different things parallel like that. But anyway, that does it for the questions. Uh, we're going to preview Michigan a little bit here without knowing anything that happened at at uh, Indy or anything that happened with our picks or anything like yeah. that. When you think of Michigan, the racetrack in Michigan, what, what comes to mind? Uh, Dale Jr. winning in, what, 2009? Hmm. 10 or something? Uh, I don't know why. That's just something that I associate. Uh, I really like Auto Club. I really love that racetrack. And Michigan's kind of like it. Uh, Different characteristics, but still kind of same thing, same racetrack. So I love the racing, the super wide open uh, uh, turns, you know, drafting. Uh, It's going to be really fun. Yeah. Um, Michigan and Auto Club, so far with Auto Club, because it will eventually change. But right now with Auto Club in Michigan, they're both two-mile ovals with a tri-oval in the front, right? Like a, a sweeping yeah. front stretch that turns. And I believe Auto Club is actually not banked as high as Michigan, and that's what gives it a different characteristic. I and think Michigan's got higher banking. Yeah, and then the bumps at Auto Club is horrendous, too. Yeah, so it's got more character into the track itself right. because of the bumps and stuff, which I'm not against that. If the track is a little rough, the track's rough. It, it, it makes the racing a little different. Right. Yep. Not against that at all. That's what makes Darlington so special. You, your tires get wore out 
easy at Darlington. You'll be six seconds off the pace if you run a full fuel fuel run there. Oh yeah. And somebody pits, you'll be complete. You'll pl- completely off the pace. Toast. So I'm I'm not against that at all. To me, Penske comes to mind. With okay. Michigan because wasn't yeah. Was it? Uh, do they still own Michigan? Does Penske still own Michigan? Yes. They own Indy too now, right? Yes. Yeah. They can own the world in a minute. Uh, yeah. Do they own the Indy series now? Yes. No. They have some ownership in it though, Let's right? See. Yeah. I think they do. I don't know that much about it. I thought I, I heard know. that. Do they either own the racetrack now or they own the uh, whole Indy series? Probably both. Roger Finsky, man. He's, he's a rich man. But... I always remember this race being big for the manufacturers. I don't think it's really that big a deal anymore because when you have foreign manufacturers in NASCAR, it's kind of, you know, isn't really like a major thing. Like you had Ford, Chevy, and Dodge fighting each other at Michigan. And now you got Toyota in there and Dodge isn't there. So it's like, eh, not really a manufacturer race anymore. It's just a Michigan race. Right. But that used to be always a big deal, you know, when the Fords would outrun everybody at Michigan, in yeah. front of the home crowd, or the Dodges would outrun everybody, or the Chevys would outrun everybody. That was always a big deal. And right. um, yeah, the one race that really sticks out in my mind was the uh, race that it was 1998. It was a race where Mark Martin had just uh, found out his dad died, and he went to that racetrack and dominated dominated that race he had it in his mind he was going to win that race before his dad and he had it and he had it completely in the bag yeah and then at the end of it jeff gordon and his 1998 season they took two tires got out front mark martin took four and jeff gordon pulled away and won the race like on the last pit stop it was like the last 10 laps or so when everybody in all reality said well two tires he's going to get swallowed up right he's going to get he's going to get right to the back of the pack but no, and he just took off and won the race. Yeah. And you could see Mark Martin's heartbreak. Oh, for sure. In victory lane. Do you, do you remember ever seeing any of that? No. Yeah. it. He was fighting back tears talking about how much he wanted to win that race. He just couldn't get it done. Just, man. that I never will forget that because I was already not a Jeff Gordon fan. And that made me hate that dude even more. <laughs> Why? Because Mark Martin should have won that race. <laughs> but that he, was the whole thing where they were like, back at back then when he was he won, I believe he won like thirteen races in ninety eight, something yeah. like that. Mark Martin finished second to him like eight times. Yeah, something something insane number. Like Mark Martin had one of the best seasons in history. Okay, well Jeff Gordon had a better one. You know, I just that's not that's not gosh. Jeff Gordon's fault. <laughs> no, it's not. But that was back when uh, there was a whole issue with. Um, like, why is he running so much faster than everybody? Like, Mark Martin's absolutely one of the fastest guys in the history of NASCAR right now. Yeah. Why is Jeff Gordon even faster than that? Probably because doesn't make not, any sense. He's not driving a Ford. A Roush Ford <laughs> in 98? <laughs> Come on, man. I'm just joking. Yeah. That was the whole thing where, like, they were accusing that whole group because they, they kept doing things like that. Or they take two tires and they would still beat everybody. When that right. never really happened before. Right. They, that was back when they were accusing those guys of, like, soaking tires oh yeah things like that that was where all that started was the 98 season where he was just that much faster than even one of the fastest guys in nascar history as far as that season went just man this is a mark martin episode yeah we, i love it i always like mark martin he yeah. always had really cool cars he, his cars got wild at the end of it though yeah with his uh valvoline paint jobs so what do you think we should look for We'll, we'll do this and we'll get on out of here. What do you think we should look for at this Michigan race coming up? A lot of drafting. A lot of dra- uh, bump drafts gone wrong. Hmm. They haven't been to Michigan yet this year, have they? No. Yeah. Do they even run two Michigan races anymore, or is it just the one? I, I think it's – I don't know. I think it's just one. Yeah. One auto club and one Michigan. Yeah. Wow. That just don't seem right. I mean, it's a staple of this, this series. It's been in this series for years, like a long time. Yeah. I feel like if they don't run two races, without looking at a schedule right off the top of my head, I feel like if they don't run two races there, they're missing out. Right. I don't know. That's just me. Me personally. Because I still remember like seeing clips of Richard Petty and Bobby Allison and David Pearson running this track. And if you have a track 
that's been there that long where people like Petty, Pearson, Allison, Yarbrough, they're all racing each other at the top of their game. You need to keep the strike around. You need to give it another race if it's only got one. Right. It's my opinion. But, you know, especially if they're going to turn Auto Club into a short track. Yeah. I hope they don't. Long. I thought they weren't until I saw a little video saying it's pretty much confirmed they're still doing that. Yeah. Oh, I love that racetrack. It's, that's a shame. Well, what's the plan to it? They they want to turn it like into a Martinsville type track, but with banking. Yeah, so it's like going to be super like super high bank. Yeah, so it's almost going to be like uh, Bristol straightaways with Martinsville's turns, kind of like that. So like situation. a like hairpin, yeah, type track, like really really tight, but really high bank. So they'll be flying around that little tiny. Yeah, that'd be interesting. It would be. I feel like it might hurt some people but <laughs> yeah. it'd be interesting for sure that was always the uh that was always the fear to my local dirt track when they got built because it was a, a half mile dirt track we never had anything around here like that right and it was high banked oh yeah like suit like super high bank it was like in the in the 20s oh. high bank like it's it's up there wow. it's like 21 22 degrees and for a dirt track and a half mile that's a fast racetrack yeah that's nearly wide open all the way around it. And so like the sprint cars went wide open all the way around it. Oh gosh. So that was, I know I've done it before. I've done wide open all the way around that racetrack. And that was always a big uh, concern to a bunch of people is, you know, I remember one of my favorite drivers growing up, uh, a guy named Chuck Moore. He, uh, he said, somebody's gonna get hurt at that racetrack. It's too fast. It's too high bank. Somebody's gonna get hurt at it. Like, well, God, I mean, if you're scared to do it, I mean, well, whatever. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> call them out. Close. I think that's why we didn't have that many uh, cars initially, especially in my class, because I think people were afraid of it. Right. But I, I jumped right on the opportunity. I thought it would be fun. And it was. It was so much more fun than any other track around. But anyway. So we're going to do our picks closer to race time, uh, probably Saturday before the race comes on we'll make those picks and we'll put them on twitter and facebook uh we're gonna get on out of here for uh that'll wrap up episode 16 i want to thank our uh, drafting partners real podcast director partners real quick fully posable wrestling figure podcast uh one of my favorite podcasts of all time and uh scott from that show has a, his own podcast like a spinoff drunk wrestling history uh doing the favor with eric and barry they're kind of on hiatus right now but Go back and listen to the back catalog. They talk about all sorts of stuff, sports and wrestling. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, a really good listen that goes deep dives into some uh, into some retro wrestling stuff and tries to keep a positive spin on everything. Lap Traffic Podcast, excellent interviews, and another deep dive podcast uh, with NASCAR. They dive a lot deeper than we even do. More of a niche thing, but I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jason Wolf is a... Uh, a, a really, really good artist that I, I support all the time with uh, his chop shop where he makes custom Hasbro figures. And I just got a uh, Adrian Adonis the other week uh, that he made in the Hasbro style. And that's so cool because that's my childhood. I mean, that's right when I started watching wrestling and I got another thing commissioned for him that uh, I hope to show. I mean, I can probably talk about it because Brian Breger had the same thing, but I'm just going to wait until I get to show it. Uh, he also has, has a podcast called Howling with a Wolf. Yeah. And uh, Big Underscore Bane does our intro music. He uh, runs Outsiders Beard Co. Go check them out, OutsidersBeardCo.com. They have uh, beard bombs, beard oils, and scented candles. Really good products. Uh, who do you have, Ethan? Yeah. So uh, definitely for my list, always starting off first, uh, Breaker Bane's Power Hour. Um, absolutely love those guys. Super entertaining. Uh, awesome conversation and banter. Uh, then you have Brian Breaker with, you know, it's fake, right? Uh, where he always has in-depth conversations with pro wrestlers, uh, managers, fans, uh, anyone that really has pro wrestling ties. Uh, then we have No Holds Barred with Bill Benis, uh, the legendary Bill Benis. Him and Bane uh, have some pretty uh, insightfulness in that uh 
in that podcast if you want to check that out super funny tales with the uh tales from the estate with drew and his wife caitlin uh absolutely love that podcast that's kind of, i don't know that's i feel like we have a special bond you know with tales i think we have a a special bond with all of our uh drafting partners but like tales for sure i love the questions that come from that oh thing. my gosh right and, uh, and they're not them. like just your basic questions like they're actual like intellectual like questions so it's really really awesome so please keep it up uh also like pulling up a chair tim a chair shot on twitter uh has it having awesome conversations with people in the fig life community and stuff like that so also uh rowdy energy the official energy drink of in the marbles with soda and ethan i want to thank everybody for listening to episode 16 this week you can follow us on twitter and instagram at in the marbles pod and you can find us on facebook as well uh email the show at in the marbles pod at gmail.com uh any questions at all we love answering yes. your questions especially when we have to record two in one day as we yes. get to throw a, a question episode we can really get deep dives into these questions yes uh, go to watermaneuver.net and you can go to the top left tab on the uh, screen. You can click search by store, scroll down to in the marbles, all alphabetical right there. And you'll see three of our, three. of our t-shirts. And I think they're excellent. Of course I designed them myself. So I'm going to think that. Yeah. But just go check it out. If you, uh, going to any races or anything like that anytime soon, they're really good track shirts for sure. They're excellent track shirts. Absolutely. And, um, well, before we get out of here, got anything you want to add? Peace, love, all the above. And we'll see you next time in the marbles. <laughs>